Hello, and welcome to Brand Clarity by Visions to Images, where we focus on strategy and business development for entrepreneurs at all different levels through branding and digital marketing techniques. Susie Libertor is the founder and art director of Visions to Images Creative Services, LLC. For the last decade, she has personally been instrumental in bridging gaps between the global digital market and neighborhood locations for some of the biggest brands around. Growth is possible for even a single location with the right professional branding techniques and Susie's signature strategies of Visions to Images. Stand out from your competitors and bring your visions to life while watching your sales skyrocket. Your host for this is Susie Libertor, owner of Visions to Images. Hello, everybody. Today on the podcast, I have Sharika Kellogg, like the cereal. I wanted to make sure that I did not butcher her. That's what I wrote. And she's with the 25-8 mom. I have known her for a while, I think, and believe. Yeah. Um, you're in my mastermind with Renee. And I just got to meet you in person just recently. So that was super exciting because there's nothing like meeting in person and having a good time, especially now that this pandemic stuff is like somewhat far out of our league right now. Tell me about it. <laughs> um, I don't like to think about it or talk about it anymore. So you are a single mom. You have four amazing kids and you're a foster mom, all these things. You run a business and you and I had connected on so many levels, but first of all, I don't even know how you can be a single mom with four kids. God bless you because <laughs> I have one and I feel like I'm going to pull my hair out. No, I'm just kidding. He's a good kid. Realistically, like it's tough being a single mom. It's tough running a business and it's tough having special needs. And I know you can relate to all three of those things. 100%. Yes. I always tell people, you know, you can being a business owner and having a successful like partner with you is, is one thing. And then having a special needs and then being like, all of those things are freaking insane. So tell me a little bit about how you got started. Okay. So I started in the virtual space mm, seven years ago because my boss told me to give back one of my sons when I had to call off because he was sick. And it was a text message two weeks before Christmas. And he was just like, you're not doing mommy and right. You should give one back. And I was like, no. So I started my first business, mm -hmm. which was a virtual assistant business. Literally that night, I went online, figured out how to do it and got my first client, which was him. Because when I quit, he had no one to fill my position. Uh -huh. <laughs> so yeah, so I started like that with, and at the time I had two sons and then I just kept adding on like the Brady Bunch and uh, 25. Uh, so that company was called Virtual Expectations. And then 25.8 Mom came about when I started teaching friends, other foster moms and other moms how to create their businesses so that they didn't have to be confined to the nine to five. Because what we didn't know when we thought about having children was that once they go to school, hands off, like the taking them to school, picking them up does not work with a nine to five, especially when you want to be a hands-on mom or you have a, a child with special needs and have Absolutely. to be at school at different times. So yeah. And you know what I'm talking about, that 11 o'clock to two o'clock frame, and you're like, when can I pick them up? So we, I started teaching them how to create businesses that took off. So I started coaching, mentoring, and strategizing with other women, moms on how to create their business the right way. Like you said, the pandemic hit. I found that a lot of moms that started businesses, quote unquote businesses or side hustles, did not have their business set up right to get PPP loans. And that's what spurred me into making sure that your business was legit. 
so that if this should ever happen again, you didn't have to think about it. You had everything in place. You could apply for this assistance and get it because your business was a legit business, even if it wasn't making millions of dollars. Oh, for sure. Yeah. That's a whole nother topic. The PPP that was, yeah. 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 And I mean, so going backwards, I mean, for the longest time, I did not have my license and legit stuff set up primarily because I was working a nine to five and I was freelancing. But when I dove in head hard, I absolutely took care of all that because then I was like, this is, this is it full time. This is legal, all that stuff. And I mean, you can Google it and try to find all these things. It's so much better when you have somebody to guide you. And I love, I mean, I love your story because my story is exactly the same in a sense where I was working in corporate. Antonio was I don't know, two, maybe two or three. And there was just so much happening at that time in our lives. And he was just getting diagnosed with autism. He had asthma attacks that he would end up being hospitalized, Mm -hmm. Um, all of these things. And I remember walking into corporate, it was attempt to hire job. And I was like, I can't come back tomorrow. My son is got a fever and I can't get him out of daycare or bring him back to daycare tomorrow. And I was like, can I work from home? This was before working from home was cool, but people were kind of starting it. And they were like, no. And I was yeah. like, okay, so um, I'll see you Monday. And then we both were like, yeah, no, <laughs> like we both were just yeah. like, at that point. And, and, and the, the part about it is, is Antonio actually ended up being hospitalized for his asthma time and time again. So like it was weeks or days in, in the hospital. Yeah. It was like, you can't, you can't work that nine to five, like you said. And then once he started to get diagnosed with autism, it was insane. We had to do all of these therapies. We had to do all I know. like there was just no way to work that nine to five. Four times a week I was in therapy with my little guy. Like he yeah. was in special school uh, classes for school. Right. Um, he kept getting kicked out of daycare because of his autism and his ODD. And then he also had like equestrian therapy, swim therapy, play therapy, occupational therapy. I was Everything. like, right. <laughs> There is so, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I think there's definitely a high need for a single moms, B special needs moms and C any moms who really mm-hmm. are trying to escape that nine to five. I just, and like you said, you have to go and pick them up, drop them off. Yeah. You have to do all of these things. And it's sometimes a struggle to have that work-life balance. Like you and I were talking about at the yeah. beginning. I mean, I remember when we, you and I first started talking, you were like, I'm just going to sit at Panera Bread because it's only two hours. By the time I get home, I'm getting nothing done. I was like that. I was like, okay, Dunkin' Donuts, here I come. And that was my office for like almost six months because I was like, by the time I drop them off, get home, I'm not getting any work done. You start cleaning, you start doing whatever and work goes to the side. And then you're up at midnight trying to get it all done. So I actively like part of my strategy with these mothers that are starting their businesses or trying to legitimize their businesses is listen, make sure you have that balance, you know, stop before you have to go pick them up an hour before breathe. That's your time because before you, you know, you're leaving one job to the next when you pick up your kids, it's, you know, it's like straight on after they get in the car and start talking and dinner time and bath time and homework. And I have four and no one likes to take the shower first. So, you know, (laughs) like I said, for you, I don't know if I could handle four, but I mean, here's the thing. Like I've, I've learned over the years that I've learned to manage time better and schedule my life better in a sense where, you know, when Antonio was younger, things were way different, but now that he's a little bit older and he has this school schedule and everything, I, I mean, I've started to really 
go into the calendar, right? Onto the phone, onto the computer, everything syncs. So I can kind of go in and say, okay, I have to drop him off. And I have the, I have the reminder, right? Like it's not because I'm going to forget, but it's just because I'm like caught up in the moment, right? Like, oh, it's seven o'clock. We got to go. We got to get going. We got to get out that door. And then the, I mean, there's times where like, I'm like, did he have a bath last night? Is tonight bath night? (laughs) Like you just forget you're caught up in it. So like, literally I have the calendar scheduled to say it's bath night. I have it set off for mm-hmm. eat dinner. Like I've recently just started saying quiet time. And I tell my dad, like my dad's a big component of taking fives. Like he will take a nap. And it's so funny because growing up, I would always laugh at him. But now like after school, I just come home and say, I'm taking a five and I might not fall asleep. I might fall asleep. I might just hang out, whatever. But Antonio's there with me too. A lot of times he just wants to lay on the couch and cuddle and watch a movie with me. Like allowing that time to regroup myself and Antonio is so important. You know, I put him to bed. We are very structure based and as he's autistic. So you know how you have to have that schedule. (laughs) Yeah, That schedule is there. It's like clockwork. Eight o'clock comes around. He's ready for bed. He doesn't care about the world. And that's my time. I can do whatever. Usually most of the time I end up working and catching up on stuff because let's face it, I'm still adjusting to all of the craziness in that yeah. kind of things and trying to outsource and hire and all that fun stuff. But I mean, you get it, you get that there has to be that schedule and you have to allow time. Yeah. I mean, and if you're hats off to the moms that can do it without the calendar, but I'm the same way. Like I literally have from eight until nine, like breathe time, like mommy yeah. breathe time. Yeah. And I have different calendars. I'm like kids yeah. stuff, mommy yeah. stuff, household stuff, client right. stuff, you know? So, right. I mean, I totally understand that whole, and you know, I have to say that having a child with special needs helped a whole lot because having to adhere to his needs of having a schedule and not deviating from that schedule so that there's no meltdowns has helped my household. That's so good to hear. Yeah. So like making sure that he's comfortable has made it all very comfortable for all of us. And so, yeah. It's just one of those things where, and you're, ne- it's never going to stay the same. You have to adjust oh, no. it, you know, because. Well, especially but. now summer's coming up. So now oh, what's next, right? Like, <laughs> now we're adjusting again. When he was like in preschool and stuff and he had to adjust to kindergarten, I was like, oh, this is a huge adjustment. There's no way I'm ever going to be able to do this. And that's when even more stuff started to change on the calendar, et cetera. So like mm-hmm. you just always have to adapt and change and part of parenting. And the other thing I've learned about being a special needs parent and all of the above is patience. I'm learning more and more every day to be patient, but more specifically, when you have that special needs child, you really have to be patient in a sense and understand and just talk calmer to them so that they don't get that meltdown. Hey there, I want to interrupt this episode with a quick message. If you're listening to this podcast episode and want to learn about branding your franchise or small business, then go to brandingbridge.com. That's branding-bridge.com. But it does. It starts to help you too. I mean, it started helping me with patience with my clients. Come on, admit it. Your clients are your other children. So, like having that patience with my children has taught me to have patience with some of my difficult clients where they're just not listening. So it's like, okay, let me talk to this child. Like I'm talking to my other child. Like let's talk a little bit slower and let's make sure that you get every point. And it's helped me. And you know, one of the things I absolutely cannot stand to hear these days is give yourself grace, mm-hmm. but it's true. You have to kind of be like, all right, you know what? I let that one, you know, fall. I, you know, I have to push it off, give myself a little grace. And that all comes with, you know, being a mom and a boss mom all at the yep. same time. Yeah. It does. So tell me what you're most excited about. I know you have a lot of great things happening. 
I have a lot of balls up in the air right now, but I just finished uh, the first draft of my book because I didn't have any of my kids. I never had a baby shower. And so I hope this isn't a PG podcast, but it's, I want my fucking baby shower too. Um, <laughs> and so it just tells my journey on how I became a mom from fostering, adopting and other means. So that's my big win for this quarter, I guess you could say. That's exciting. That's awesome. Yeah. So that's your big win. I know you have yeah. other things going on though too. Oh yeah. I mean, I have a, well, a is, new course. What is it launching? Like I said, this is just the rough draft. So hopefully we'll have it out by my birthday in October. So Ooh, that's exciting. So instead of a baby shower, maybe I have a birthday baby shower. Who knows? And then I'm just, I have my, my one program, which is the own it blueprint for new moms that are looking to come out of corporate and into their own businesses. I have that course relaunching. So that's going to relaunch in May. And, you know, I have a couple of women excited and ready to go. And basically it just takes them step-by-step on setting up their business, figuring out what they love to do and setting up their business so that they don't have, they're not quote unquote, stay at home moms, but they don't have to deal with that nine to five rigmarole of being able to say, what's more important, my children or my business, you know? So that's, that's always so tough. Like sometimes I just feel guilty when, you know, it's not about your kids or it's not about you, or it's not about, you know, whatever, whatever the the day is, right. Like the other day Mm -hmm. I had a meltdown and I was like, I neglected my son for two hours. Like, right. Gosh, it's the end of the world. And it's not really neglected. I shouldn't say that, but like, you know, it's taking that time and you're like, I have to do something and he's home, but I feel guilty Mm -hmm. because he wants my attention. Right. But that stuff, like you always just feel like you're juggling and trying so hard. Right. I mean, I've started talking to my kids about what I do because I I get that mom guilt all the time. Like mommy has to finish this. I have a deadline. Mommy has to do it. Or I'm on a call. Please be quiet. Now I'm just like, you know what? I'm the 25, eight mom. If they hear my kids in the background, I'm sorry. That's who I am. That's my brand. But when I do have to work and they're like, we want to go ride our scooters. I just explained to them, mommy is doing this so that we could get new scooters, <laughs> you know, yeah. go on Amazon, pick out something else so that we can like, right, right. so we can all work towards it. And then I give them tasks to help me with, Hey, yeah. go get the paper from the printer. Even I'll just print two things right. on it and like, they'll do it and come back. What else can we help That's you with? Idea. Yeah. It's just like kind of keep sense. them engaged. Yeah. yeah. I feel like they're really helping. That's a great mm-hmm. idea. Actually great idea. I need to do more of that actually. Yeah. I mean, even if it has nothing to do with like, Oh, mommy needs that book over there. And then, you know, and especially like with um, Matthew needs like to carry a lot of weight. So I always tell him to go get like four reams of paper and then he'll bring it to him. And I'm like, Oh, I don't need those anymore. Take it back. And he like enjoys them. So he just goes back and forth. (laughs) So if you could give any advice to any mom who's starting off, whether they're single business owners, et cetera, what advice would you give them? Don't look at your competition and think that you should be there. Uh, Go at your own pace and take your time and make sure it's something that you absolutely love to do. Because if you don't love to do it, it'll be a job. It won't be something that you want to see grow. You're funny when you say take your time and don't look at your competition, right? Because I'm at the point and this, this is not new. Like this is me growing. And I'm like, I don't really look at my competition too much, to be honest, but it's like taking that time and not going fast, right? Like we want to keep going. We want to accelerate. We want to focus on all these things. But at the same time, like, I'm like, always like, I want more sales. I want more sales. I want more sales. But I'm like, hold up. Let's focus on what we have. Right. Make sure everything is being sustained 
And then we're going to take another level. Like, it's like, Correct. you almost have to keep peeling that onion. You know what I mean? Like, yes, absolutely. You, because like the other day I was like, I haven't even done sales stuff in a while, but I'm like maxed out. So I'm like, I got to get things off my plate, but I want to keep growing. So it's, <laughs> it's a constant battle. And I know, you know, you know, hiring and outsourcing is so huge and important. I remember, gosh, when I was a single mom back when I started my single mom journey, I, um, hired, uh, I remember hiring a handyman, a lawn guy, babysitter, like all of these things. Right. And now I have, a, now I have somebody to clean my freaking house. But at the time I was like, this is too much. Can I afford this? And it wasn't necessarily like, can I afford it? It's like, okay, where do I need to spend my time? Because I'm not going to spend my time mowing my lawn on a weekend with Antonio. No. Right. So I started <laughs> saying all of these things and I started realizing, okay, I need to do this. I need to make sure I can outsource and ask for help. Because when I, when I was a single mom, when I started that journey, I was like, oh, I can't, I'm not going to pay for that. I, I was cheap about money. I was like, I'm not going to pay for that. I don't right. need, I'll just do it myself. And then I would procrastinate and then I want to get done and then catastrophes would happen. So right. I was like, you know, just outsource and take it slow because it's not a, it's not a competition or a race. It's only right. for you at this point. No, definitely. I mean, it, and I don't think you were being cheap. I think when you're a single mom, you think, I don't know about you, but I rarely do a lot of nice things for myself. Cause it's all about the boys. You know, it's like, I have to buy them sneakers and get their haircut. And then I'm like, look at my hair. Yeah. You know? So yep. I think it's, you were thinking on that level. Like I don't want to take resources from Antonio and the fact that you were able to say, okay, no, I have to do this or other things won't get done just shows your growth. Like, right. I mean, yes. I, it's just amazing. Like when you get past that whole, yes. I'm scared to let it go because I won't have it for here, you know, yeah. it just means that you're able to move on and grow. And I'm pretty sure you can see the growth since you started doing that. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I remember having a conversation with my dad. I don't know when it was maybe six to 12 months ago. I was like, I'm going to hire somebody to clean my house. I'm going to hire somebody. And I was like, nope, I'm not going to do it. Like I kept backing up. I'm like, nope, nope, nope. And now I just have somebody come clean once a month. That's all mm-hmm. I need once a month. I don't need them to come every week. Once a month is perfect for me. I'm not yeah. super messy. I'll clean up as I need to. But it's like, I don't have to sit there and procrastinate and stress about the floors and everything because I'm yeah. like, oh, she's going to be coming. I do, I do the same thing. <laughs> It's amazing though. Like when you can outsource these things, cause you're not only, you're not only doing it for yourself, but you're providing for those people too. You're giving them that job and that money that we all need to go around. Right. I mean, you know, one of the ladies that have helped set up her business, that was her business that she wanted to set up. She did a franchise of cleaning businesses and she was, I was like, well, I'll be your first customer. Like, why not? I know your business right. is legit. I set it up for you. So yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So it was awesome. But yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. I really enjoyed my time. Thank you, everybody, for listening in on today's Brand Clarity episode with Susie Libertor. Two things. First and foremost, please, if you liked this episode, please subscribe and leave some positive reviews. Also, don't forget to sign up for Stop Sending Your Customers to the Competition and get my insider secrets to compelling branding that converts. You can find that at branding-bridge.com. It's a free workbook for you to check out right now all of the branding techniques and strategies that I use for my paying clients.